Today is Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. A Christian nurse and her daughter kidnapped in Haiti. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and share it with a friend. You can email us if you'd like. Quick Start Podcast at CBN. Org. We're getting through the news of the cray here each and every weekday at 7 a.m. And joining me now, Billy Hallowell and Trey Gons Phillips. What's up, fellas? It is Mini Monday. How's it going? Well, it's Mini Monday. I'm ready to roll. It's an exciting week. We're halfway through the summer, which I can't even believe. <laughs> How are we into August? That's crazy. Like, I feel like I blinked that's, and it was That's it not was fair. Over. It's not fair. It makes me feel like it's all coming to an end. Right. There's still but plenty the of time left. Christmas tree can go up soon. <laughs> yeah, here we yes, go. Yes, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> the Christmas season has started for Trey. <laughs> right. Yes, Merry Christmas, everyone. It's August 1st. Before <laughs> Halloween, before all that other stuff, it's just, Trey just dives right into Christmas right when we get past the halfway mark. Well, you gotta find you got to find joy somewhere. With yeah. the summer ending, you got to find your joy in a new place. <laughs> there you go. If it's Christmas, then God bless you. <laughs> right. So be it. All right. What do, what do we have coming up on the Focus Story today? fellas. Uh, We're going to be talking about a police officer, a hero police officer who defied the odds and has been released. He was the cop that dealt with the Louisville shooting at the bank back in Mm. April. Um, He has been sent home finally after being in the hospital for 109 days. There's video of that and it is terrifying and it just shows how heroic these officers often are. So look forward to that. Also on the main thing, we talked to skillet frontman John Cooper. Wide-ranging conversation there on the main thing. But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. A New Hampshire woman and her child were abducted while serving in a community ministry near Haiti's capital. It occurred late last week near Port-au-Prince as reported by the faith-based organization the woman worked for. Her name is Alex Dorsonville, and she's a community nurse and the wife of the organization's director. She and her child were both kidnapped while they were working. Details on the child's age have not been made public just yet. And the news comes on the same day as the U.S. government advised American citizens to leave Haiti immediately due to the high level of gang violence and kidnappings in country. U.S. Representative Jim Jordan last week shared what he's calling the Facebook files. Part one, smoking gun documents, he says, approved Facebook censored Americans because of Biden White House pressure. Jordan said the evidence was never before shared internal meta documents that were subpoenaed by the Judiciary Committee. The Ohio congressman argued the documents proved Facebook and Instagram censored posts and also changed their content moderation policies because they were being pressured by the White House. And the comedian best known for the character Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, has died at the age of 70 after a battle with cancer. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at CBNNews.com. Guys, obviously praying for this nurse and her daughter in Haiti. And I went to Haiti several years ago, and it really, this was... Uh, this is probably back in 2017, I want to say. So it's been a few years now since I've been back. And I would love to go back there, but the situation just keeps getting worse and more precarious and more dangerous. When I was there, it already felt like the Wild West. You'd go around to these outskirts and there'd just be no police. 
gang members all over the place and just wild. And it's dangerous work there. As nice as most of the people are, there is that gang element. And so this kind of stuff happens, unfortunately. And so we're just left here to pray that the authorities can can make some progress here. Yeah, it's scary that we have so many pockets like this around the world, you know, that but but this isn't even that far from the US. You would just hope that we would have more stability in a place like Haiti. They've had everything from the earthquake down to political instability and a, a situation like this because of what you just mentioned, not having police and authorities or at least enough of them, you know, it, it's it's another layer I think of terror of how something like this could end. And then there's the spiritual warfare aspect of it, guys. One of the things that was shocking, you're just driving around the country and you see these voodoo temples everywhere. While there are a lot of Christians there, a lot of people of faith, there is a very heavy demonic influence happening there as well. There definitely is that. Everybody, including you, who I've heard has gone there, has sensed that same uh, that same spiritual heaviness when they've been there. Um, but... There's also, I think, just a huge trust issue culturally, because I know we've talked about this, Dan, the last time that we talked about your trip to Haiti, and I've gone into Central America, and they have similar issues when it comes to government authorities and police is, okay, they're one, it's they're understaffed, and two, if they are police who are able to arrive at a scene of something, can I actually trust them, or are they going to try to swindle me for money uh, and, and threaten me in some other way? You don't really know, just because because you see a police badge doesn't mean that they're actually looking out for your good. Uh, so it's a it's a crazy world, particularly when you think about what we live in here in the West, right? If we see a police officer, we can generally trust them to, to right. do their job. But that's not the case in a place like Haiti. So uh, the entire infrastructure is just you know, upended there. Well, yeah. And that affects everything from being able to find somebody who's been taken to holding people accountable for it. Even if you do find them, I mean, this is, we, we take so much for granted in America, the things we complain about, not that we don't have our issues. Um, but, but this is a reality for far too many people. And so we just got to pray for this woman and, and her child. I mean, it's just, I can't imagine what the family is feeling right now. Yeah. An immense amount of anxiety. And so we're praying for them, of course, and also praying for the country at large, because as you were saying, Trey, there's all that corruption mixed in. The power structure is really in the hands of these gangs in so many instances. A lot of the officials are often bribed and forced into things through threats. So it's, it is a tough, tough circumstance to overcome. So continue to pray for everybody who's on the ground there trying to turn that around for the better. All right, we're going to head over to our focus story now. And a police officer here in America who was critically injured during a mass shooting at a Louisville bank earlier this year has been released. So what's the story here, Billy? Yeah, you know, this is Nicholas Wilt. He's 26 years old. And the thing about his story that's so crazy, this was the old National Bank mass shooting on April 10th. He was involved um, in that as a first responder. Now, he had been on the police force for just 10 days when this happened, 11 days before that he graduated. So imagine you've just come into this position, this new job. There's a mass shooting. You know, he ran in... And when he ran in to do his job, he was shot in the head and really almost lost his life. He spent 109 days between hospitals. He was for over a month 
um, almost a month rather, he was, you know, critically injured. He was on a respirator and then has been going to rehab again, 109 days. He was released Friday from the Fraser Rehabilitation Institute. That's where he was getting treatment. Um, and according to his doctors, you know, he's, he's made really remarkable progress, but again, you know, when you're shot in the head, there's so many factors, you know, brain surgery, he had to have numerous surgeries, numerous procedures throughout this ordeal. Yeah. It's horrifying. And again, the video is even more horrifying to watch when you see the, when you're facing that, what can happen. And it's for the reasons that he went in there. I'm assuming Billy, that he's considered a hero. Well, yeah, because I mean, when you look at the descriptions of, of what unfolded, he ran toward the danger, right? You've got somebody who's committing a mass shooting and police officers, this is their job. But I mentioned the fact he was only on for, for 10 days because this is a rookie cop, a real rookie cop, right? Um, just coming out of the academy who is running towards the gunfire. That is a horrific thing to imagine. And in those moments, trying to save other people's lives, you know, the, the accounts of other officers speaking about him and those involved, this is somebody who almost lost his life Thankfully, right now, the doctors are saying, by the way, he's got a very good long-term prognosis. He's able to speak, swallow, walk, and stand again. Um, again, he was, you know, for a month on a respirator, so things were not looking good. Um, his brother, Zach Wilt, said it's a long road, but every day his brother shows up, goes out the door, goes with a therapist, and he's putting in the hard work. There was some cool some cool uh, footage of him, you know, coming out of the rehab center. There was a local church where people lined up and they were cheering for him. And he'll have to go for treatment, you know, five days a week, but he'll get to be home in his own bed, you know, back with his family. So that's the that's the blessing. Mm. Yeah. What do you think is the most? I mean, what you're talking about is remarkable. But what do you think is the most incredible aspect of his? recovery. Yeah. You know, I think it's the fact that he survived in general. Not many people walk away saying I was shot in the head and, you know, I survived. And the fact even after that brain damage, the things that can go wrong, that he has been able to be rehabbed to this point that he can stand, he can walk and you see him in the footage and you could see our story over at CBN and Faithwire. He's in a wheelchair, but he's even waving at one point. He's giving a thumbs up. I mean, he, the fact that he's coherent and he's present and has a good long-term prognosis, I think is incredibly inspirational. But you know, at the end of the day, this is a reminder. We have a lot of debates in this country about police officers and authorities of what 99.9% of police officers are willing to do jobs that most of us are not willing to do going into danger, running towards the quote unquote fire. And that's what he did. And, you know, thank God he is recovering. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, there's not many places you can get shot in the head and live to tell about it. And so this is incredible, incredible. And it makes me frustrated, Billy, as you're talking about this story and going through the details. And I think about this video I saw of this and many others like it of officers in harm's way. And then you get this phenomena in public, the Monday morning quarterback. Well, look at him. Couldn't he have shot him in the toes? In reality, you've got two seconds to decide what to do in life or death situations. You have to make a life or death call. And... It's just, it's an impossible situation in many cases. And to sit there and watch these videos and try to act like you would have done better. It's so frustrating to me. Yeah. You know, I think there's, yeah, there is a lot of truth to that because I think now, particularly in the age of social media, I think people think 
that we have to be an expert. Either you're, you're an expert on it, on everything, or you have to speak out about everything because uh, Twitter is right there and you've got a, a platform to say something um, or threads or, you know, whatever the new app is. Uh, there's always this instinct to be critical of somebody else because you would have done it much better than anybody else right. would have done it. And I think uh, just the lack of grace that we extend to each other, uh, I think is just indicative of the godlessness of our, of our society writ large. Um, but something too, I want to note about this incredible story to, to be shot in the head and survive. It reminds me of a testimony I heard a few days ago at my church, of uh, a man who's he's he's older and he unfortunately has cancer now but he was he was talking about sharing some of his testimony in his life he was in the military he said i was actually uh, in flying a helicopter uh, with a few other guys uh, this was obviously 40 years ago uh, and he said i was the only one to survive uh, the helicopter crash when it went down and he said clearly that was just you know i didn't know why i survived at the time uh, but the lord has given me such a testimony and i came to christ and i've, I've been able to share my faith with so many different people uh, because of that experience uh, and he even said to now that i have cancer again people ask me how i'm doing i say well i've been given three to four months to live he he said, then you've got kind of a captive audience, right? Somebody's going to stand there and listen to you because they're not going to walk away from the guy who just said, I've got three to four months to yeah. live. Uh, and he, he shares his faith with them. So all that to say, it's incredible to see the stories of people who survive things miraculously and to see how the Lord uses that as a testimony to draw people to himself. Now, that's so true. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I appreciate you bringing that story, Billy. That's a great update on that. I'm glad he's doing better, praying that that recovery continues there. All right, we are going to head over to the main thing now. And Skillet frontman John Cooper recently delivered a message about the dangers of believing culture's lies. He joined Billy to discuss why telling people they're a cosmic accident is very problematic and why he felt the need to share God's story. That's today's main thing. All right, John Cooper, you delivered, I mean, I don't even know, it was a mini sermon, one of the most powerful in summer, it, it was so sort of compact about where we are culturally right now during a recent show. How often, how often do you get a chance to kind of deliver these mini sermons? You know, I, I, we always talk at shows, Christian, non-Christian, secular, metal, whatever. I always share something. You know, maybe I'm only sharing about what a song was about or something like that. But um, I would say most, so most every show I say something. But every once in a while, Christian shows or fair dates, if we're headlining, I get a chance to say a little bit more. And so I like it, you know, when I can, just get a chance to share my heart and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, this particular message... I found it so incredibly pertinent because you dealt with the fact that, you know, we're kind of telling young people today, you're a cosmic accident, right? We have evolution being pushed in schools. You have every sort of facet of culture pushing people away from eternal meaning toward the self. And this is something you've talked about a lot, but the way you talked about it in the context of this, you know, little mini sermon was pretty incredible. Why, why is that so dangerous? Because I think a lot of people will sort of, you know, ignore it or, or look past it. But, but all the things we're pushing on our young people from evolution down the line, why should they concern us? Well, that, yeah, I mean, uh, here's what I was praying about. I was saying, I was praying, Lord, I want to, I want to, to help people get through the insanity of this moment. And I was thinking, 
is there a way to, to, to present a new story? Like, like the world, the world is lying to us. We know that the world is telling our kids a bunch of false stories and they're ugly and they're destructive. They're so absolutely horrible. But so how can I talk about the insanity of what's going on without having to harp on the insanity of what's going on, you know? And so I think that it, it <laughs> it's almost like, yeah, rather than yelling about it over and over. And I think when you look at it, you go, okay, what, what is the story that the world's telling uh, a generation? And basically what they're saying is this, there is no God, there is no purpose, you're a cosmic accident, you, you, all you are is a product of evolution, all these, you know, amazing circumstances all came together uh, and, and, and won in, an, in a trillion, million, quadrillion chances, it all ended up here, and you know, there's no inherent value to humankind. There is no truth. There is no morality. Um, you know, a baby in the womb isn't even a human being. It's just a clump of cells. There's no such thing as gender. There's no such thing as, as sex anymore. Uh, it, it's like there's no distinction between humans and animals. The, it, it, everything is so absolutely insane. When you think about it, the message that that we're telling kids is that there is no reason to believe in anything. But but here's what's even more interesting, Billy. Think about this way. That's one story the world's telling our kids. The other story the world's telling our kids is you're the most important you. You're the most beautiful person there's ever been. You're perfect the way you are. You know you're amazing. And these two these two stories do not go together. Like one is is meaningless and the other one is oh man make every moment count every day's better than the last but why why you know and so i thought well maybe a good way to do that is to say what if there's a better story what if there is a god and what if he actually didn't just know who you would be and know what color your eyes would be know how tall you would be He's the one who decided those things. He's the one that chose your eye color. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He knew what your voice would be like. He knew what your singing voice would be like. Uh, what What if there's a better story? And what if that same God um, loved you so much? He's, you know, I think about this psalm that said, if I could count the number of thoughts you have, O Lord, it would outnumber all the sands and all the seashores. The Christian story is so much better than what the world has to offer. I can't believe anybody's listening to the world. And so we, I think that we have to explain this story to young people. Yeah, and I love the way that you worded that, right? You said it a couple of times here when you were on the stage, you know, what if there's a different story? The idea that there's a narrative that has been created and it's being sold. And honestly, it's it's Hollywood, which you talked about you know, in, in that little speech, it, it's media, it's universities, it's all of these places outside of the church where people learn in all of those arenas, that same narrative has been built. And yet, as you're saying, we have a much better narrative. As you got towards the end of, of what you were saying, you, you talked about, you know, evolution doesn't lead to your life meaning anything or your life mattering. The sexual revolution doesn't. And these are the things that, you know, continue to be pushed over and over and over again. And yet, so many people are miserable. One of the things about your story that's interesting too, obviously, you know, you're you're a believer, you're a Christian, you know, but you are in an industry, regardless of what facet of the industry you're in, where fame and money and notoriety, and you've interacted with tons of people who have all of those things. Um, 
why why is it important to sort of understand that those elements, especially based on your experience, do not mean that you are going to be happy? It's not going to fulfill you. Mm, I mean, it's such an important point because, I mean, first of all, what we're dealing with, I mean, I, in no way am I the first one to say this. I think people have been saying this for years and years and years. Um, it, like we... Our kids keep they they keep they go to school or they go and they watch these influencers and they're told how special they are. You're perfect the way you are and and your life matters. But the truth is is that the question is is why? Like the world has no reason to know why they believe that. If you are just survival of the fittest and here we are from Darwin's evolution, then I mean I want people to believe they matter, but the world's not actually giving them a reason to believe that. And so what? it ends up coming down to is in the end, we're trying to to, to find happiness and, and money or fame and, and you know Hollywood. It keeps saying how they're living for their, they're living their best life. I'm, li- I'm being me and the best me I could ever be. And it's amazing. Uh, but they're absolutely miserable. I mean, look at Hollywood. Look at the amount of people in Hollywood who are in rehab, sex rehab, drug rehab, on their fourth marriage, depressed, some of the most beautiful people on the planet. And they have, they, they're spending so much money because they think they're fat or because they think they have wrinkles on their face. So they're, I mean, I read something recently about the things that people are putting in their face. People wouldn't even believe it <laughs> uh, to, to make themselves look younger. And, and it's, t- it's terrifying. It is terrifying. And you go, yeah, but you're beautiful. You're the most, they're like the most beautiful people we've ever seen, but they think they're ugly. They're looking for, for, for hope in all the wrong places. And I, I guess the question is, is how long are we, uh, how, what will it take before we actually believe that there is a better answer. And that's really what, that breaks my heart for people. I want people to realize Jesus is the answer. He is such a better story than what the world's offering. How come we're not getting this this wonderful story out? Well, I love that. And it's a good place for us to end. You you did a great job of getting the story out there. People can head over to the Skillet Facebook page or social media and watch what you had to say there. Thanks for joining us today. Great to chat with you, Billy. All right, Billy, thanks for that conversation there. I love when we talked to John Cooper, and that was a great clip of him just spitting straight gospel fire there at the concert. He is an interesting guy because you don't expect some of the things that are going to come out of his mouth to come out of them. I mean, he's super <laughs> theological. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like just because he's a rock star, that's what you'd assume, right? He's not going to get into it, but he does, and he's great. Appreciate you catching up with uh, Cooper. That's good stuff there. All right. That leaves us with time for one last thing. We're going to take a look at Ephesians 6, 7. Rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man. And I just love that one, guys, because remembering who we're doing things for, it's not for to please and be people pleasers, but we have an audience of one. Yeah, and, and what a great message for our culture today. Stop Stop bending to other people in the culture, only bend to God. Well, yeah, stop bending to other people, but also stop bending to your own self, right? Your own feelings and think, well, I really want to do this. I'm just going to going to do it. So often scripture tells us to do the exact opposite of that. And this verse is a great reminder of that. Absolutely. All right. Great spot to leave it. Don't forget, if you haven't already, I, I don't know what you're doing at this point. I keep telling you every day to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't done it, I don't really... I'm not really sure what else to tell you to drive home the final sale here. Just subscribe. 
It'll make you feel good. I don't know. Go ahead and do that. And get yourself on over to CBNnews.com and FaithWire.com. Lord willing, that creek don't rise. We shall return tomorrow. God bless. See you then.